Hello, and welcome to Who's in the Pew? I'm Melissa PC, editor of La Fe magazine. This show is an extension of La Fe and a production of We Hope, which is run by the Diocese of Laredo's Communication Department. Each week, we will get to know someone new and learn a little bit about his or her unique involvement in our diocese. We hope you will enjoy meeting others who sit in the pews of parishes right here in the Diocese of Laredo. Hi, and welcome to Who's in the Pew. Joining me today is Corina Salinas, a parishioner at St. John Newman Church here in Laredo, Texas, and she volunteers her time there and is involved currently as the Acts Director for the Women's Retreat. Welcome, Corina. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the welcome. Yeah. Yes, Corina. Now, this is a busy time for you because you have the Acts Retreat starting next Thursday, yes. almost a week from today. <laughs> What's been your, your prior involvement with Acts, and um, how has it been directing Acts this, this time around? It's a new experience. As a director, it's a new experience. Normally, I, I serve as a spiritual companion. Um, that's been my role. That's my, been my only role on retreats. Really? And this time around, I'm, I'm serving as the director. So it's a little, it's a little different, a little different. Uh, uh, so I, <laughs> I know my heart is, is, is with spiritual companion because that's, that's my background and my certification. Okay. Yeah, Tell so. me a little bit about that. It's your background and you're certified to be a spiritual companion. Yes, I am. That's specifically through the ACTS program, correct? It is. It is. It, it's a huge component. Uh, the spiritual companion is a huge component in, in retreat. And so they developed this program specifically for that. Um, so it, it's when I did my program, it was a one year program of a lot of uh, studying, a lot of uh, um, writing. Uh, of course, we had to write papers, read books, and, and, and then also finish up the whole um, component with a practicum that we had to actually serve uh, at a retreat and put everything that we've learned to, into, into practice. Play. Yes, into practice. And um, this program was held not locally, right? This program is out of the Oblate Theology School in San Antonio. Uh, for those that of us that, like myself, that uh, don't live in the area, we did Zoom classes. Oh, so great. they did face they to face in San Antonio, and then uh, out of the area was on Zoom. Yes, that's wonderful. So you you were able to to complete the coursework um, in the comfort of your own home, yes. <laughs> so to say. And you said it took it took a full year. It took a full of year. Studying. Yes, initially we we initiated with um, starting the program with a retreat. At the center, so we all have to, no matter where we lived, somewhere out of state and some local. Wow. I mean, so we all flew there and or drove there, and and we we um, we lived our retreat there at the center uh, initially, and then we then of course we we went back to our locations and started our classes uh, on on Zoom, and those that live locally had to go locally. Uh, that's the the requirement at that time. Sure. And and then to finalize our whole program, we had to go back to the Oblate School and finish up with a retreat. Oh. And then the retreat was on total discernment uh, as to do you want to proceed with the program or not. Oh, wow. And so it was a whole three days of probing and discernment. And, and they would 
send us off and bring us back. Is this okay? Where are you now? And ask us questions. Do you want to continue with this program? And eventually, uh, 100% of us said yes, and we, we wow. moved forward. But from my understanding, there's some at, at some point that they decided that, 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 you know, during that course of the, of the retreat that they don't. Wow. That's, that's really an important component because um, I'm sure many, you know, after committing so much time feel like, okay, you know, I, I need to continue with this. But that seems like something that's so important. Um, when you're serving others, you really have to give it your all and feel like, like, you know, God has called you to this. Mm -hmm. So I can see where that's so necessary. Um and, and such an important step to have people discern, okay, yes, you've gone through this. Yes, you've committed. But are you still feeling that call? Is this still where you need to go? Um, that's that's beautiful that the that the Oblate School of Theology does that. Yes. We through a lot of prayer. A lot, I mean, we, we do get, uh, we do learn discernment. And it's part of the course too. Um, and so knowing the skills of discernment and sending us off into different areas is go to your room or go outside, go to the church. Go. So it's like, go and pray. A lot of it is go and pray. And in, in also incorporating a lot of St. Ignatius, uh, you know, exercises into, into the process and, uh, and bringing us all together again. And, and first of all, small groups and then together as a large group and asking us, where are you now? Where wow. are you now? And this is uh, it's a lot of prayer. And that was the decision. That was after you had already taken most of your courses. This is after, yeah. This after you after completed all, all the courses, completed the courses, and done our practicum. And now it's like, okay, this is it. Now, uh, do we move forward and finish this program and go graduate? Okay. Or we just fall away and, and decide to do other things. And and any changes when we start the program? There's people that. Um, their calling is different and they find what I'm studying is not going to help me in what I want to do. Mm. Um, I'm more into, you know, helping the youth in this respect. So they drop or I, you know, for whatever reason. And I, I love the way the Holy Spirit works in us and, and guides us yes. and, and leads us. And, and I, I, to see that and, and to see that with an open heart. Not with just you know the, our human eyes and and and, and ears, right? But to bring the, the, our hearts into into seeing things differently, mm. and and seeing reasons and and people, and it's like okay, I get it, I get it, where we're going with this, and and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us through the whole process. That's it, it's, beautiful. Uh, it is. It is. What were some of the courses that you took, you know, that were a part of this program and preparing you to be a spiritual companion? We had, actually, we, we had three spiritual directors that would lead us in the course, and okay. they would divide us into different groups. And then we had the professors, uh, which are, most of them are priests, um, from the Oblate Theology School come in and teaches the different components of, of the course, like Christology. We had sacraments, the basic church history. We mm. had moral issues, pastoral listening, scripture, and also theological reflections. Wow. And they would just come in and, and teach us those, those components within the Acts program. So, 
Wow, that sounds just, it's uh, such an incredible opportunity, even if you don't continue, you know, for those who discern out, I think just the the growth that people have and and um, in developing more of your faith, just um, understanding more um, about Catholicism and, and being able to study that, I think that's that's a pretty incredible opportunity. It is, it is, and, and learning from those experts, uh, that teach actually at the, the Oblate School. I thought that was such a, a thrill to to bring them in and teach us those those pieces of information and and and, and walk us through all of those things. And yes, it's, it's, it's just awesome. It is, yeah. and the diocese. Um, most people probably don't realize this, but the diocese of Laredo actually has a partnership with the Oblate School of Theology, and so um, I believe this weekend actually. Uh, coming up, there's a graduating class um, of of students who have um, been working on their Master's of Arts in Pastoral Ministry. And so um, we have a couple of deacons and laity who will be graduating from the Oblate School of Theology. Um, and uh, the program in June, I believe, will be accepting uh, new a new class of students who will um, – can work on, I, I believe it's the same. I believe it's Masters of Arts and Pastoral Ministry. I could be wrong. But our chancellor, um, Father Francisco uh, Quiroz, he's the one who who organizes that. And so so we, we have a good partnership with them. But I know this was separate. So how did you learn about the Oblate School of Theology? What was your experience finding them and, you know, wanting to pursue um, studies specifically to to be a spiritual companion? Retreat, <laughs> living the retreat <laughs> after having yeah. lived your acts. After living uh, my acts retreat, it, it just uh, it changes it changes people. And I know I tell people they took me out of the pew. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate for the show. Who's in the pew? <laughs> it took you out of the pew. Okay, it took me out of the pew and and more involved in in what I do at the church. And I wanted to to do more mm. and so um not only live the retreat but continue continue growing uh in 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 the aspect of spirituality and, mm-hmm. and knowledge and so y- your mom and i would would pair up and and do prayer groups and this is okay listen we're going this we're i was her media person <laughs> 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 and, and so we were trying to bring concepts to to those people that had lived the, the, the retreat and, mm-hmm. and and continue to feed them spiritually. And so it's like, okay, there's got to be something else. And, and just going yes. through the website and looking and just go, oh, there's this program. And we'll just get together and let's just do this program. And, and, and we were supposed to do the program together. And it's like... Um, but I, I, I went forward and I did it. Um, that's great. I, I think I held yeah. my mom back on that one with, <laughs> since she babysits my kids and probably didn't have time right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't blame me for that. But <laughs> we're glad you got to do it. Yeah. So, so I went ahead and, and, and I did it. I, I, I had the support of my family. Uh, uh, telling them this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. uh, and and this is what it entails, and, and it's like yes, of course, and it was like you unanimous, like yes, you know, move forward with it and do it, yes. and and I did, I did, uh, uh, and and so they they were very uh, supporting and and knowing that I I had homework. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> in my old age, I had homework and 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 doing the homework and and getting it done. Or I had a time that I had to go up there and 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 be with with the group. And right. so you know, I had support all the way through from from my family side. That's important. That's that necessary is. to be able to commit to something like this. Yes. But for someone who may be interested, is it? Is it a lot of homework or about how many hours per week do you Actually, think? They, they're changing the program. Oh, they're, okay. they're, they're changing the programs from one year to one semester. Oh, so wow. it, it's it's becoming more intense. It's, of course, when you squeeze everything that we yes. learned in a year to one semester, <laughs> it, it, it just gets a little little more intense. And so they're going to continue with the two state classes, um, but incorporate now all of Saturday. So oh. all of Saturday is, is going to be class time. Wow. And then changing it also to 100% of it is on Zoom. So okay. no more face-to-face. No matter if, uh, if you live in San Antonio. It's it won't still, be face-to-face. No, it won't be face-to-face. It's all going to be on Zoom. So it's all live. So be present for class. Yeah. <laughs> and and pretty much the same thing that we covered in a year is going to be covered within the semester. Oh, my goodness. So mm-hmm. that will be intense. One of the things that they did remove was... Um, was the the practicum uh, requirement. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the things. You have to find a retreat and you have to practice all the things that we taught you. And um, and, and and so that component, they're, they're removing it. So one thing I was talking to the director, I said, I know you're removing it, but I, I guess role play it. <laughs> Do something where... <clears throat> that we get to, or the students, not, not me anymore because I went through that, but the students get to practice a little bit of, of what they, they've learned. Sure. You know, it sounds like that's a things. valuable component. It, it is because I know when I was doing my practicum, I had to submit all my work to my, to my director, mm. uh, my, my instructor that was, in, that was leading my group. And very blessed that it was uh, uh, Rosemary Lopez, one of the authors of the uh, of the Acts Manual. Oh wow! So I, I am very blessed. I studied under her and and knowing all of these things. So uh, I said I would submit all my work to her and and so this is what we're covering for this period of time and information. And she would look over, look it over, and says, "Okay, not this. A little more of this." And it had to be a lot of. Um, a lot of reflections, a lot of meditative, mm. a lot of, you know, some rituals in there are not teaching. And so it was making that switch in my head. Uh, so I'm coming from prayer group to, yes. to this. And it's just, okay, we, 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 don't, we don't teach. So switches. So you're not teaching and formation. You are, you're journaling with these people and posing questions and, and, and going into reflections. Mm. So it, it was a little different yes but that's a beautiful role to fill to to journey with others and and i can see how i think naturally people want to you know you've you've studied so then you want to naturally teach so learning that okay no but in this role you know it is more about journeying with the other person kind of seeing where they're at um and so now you're trained as a spiritual companion Mm -hmm. Are there any other spiritual companions here in Laredo? No. Any other trained? No. No. I am the only one trained here in the city. So anybody else that goes through the program, I would have to mentor them. Oh, okay. I, I would. That would be my role to mentor that individual uh, for for their 
uh, what they're going to be doing in, in, in retreats. Wow. And yeah. so then how does that play into, because I know, I mean, the Axe retreats uh, take place at different parishes across the diocese. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the only trained spiritual companion, what is your role in regards to all of the individual Axe retreats? Because each of each retreat should have should have a spiritual companion, correct? That is correct. It's 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 uh, retreat has to have a, a spiritual has to have yeah a spiritual companion yes and 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 do the role and it's it's all spelled out in the manual how all of these things are supposed to be done and, okay. and 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 do the role the way it's supposed to be done and that is it's something that needs to be changed I guess in in retreats um, okay. how we approach those things. Um, because there was really no guidelines in the past, um, clear cut guidelines. So everybody would do different things. Mm. Um, but now this, this is here. And so we, we, uh, they took out devotionals out of of our formation and and this is, this is what we need to do. And a huge component of our formation is, is this. Um, so you give the spiritual companion a a big period of, of time in the meeting, to be able to to walk through uh, with with the team with a lot of this information, a lot of with um, the team. So in preparing staff, yes. that's part of the spiritual companion, or that is the spiritual companion's role. Um, even prior to the to the actual weekend of Axe retreats, right. they're they're helping the staff, right, right, and, and help them to grow spiritually as we mm. as we journey through them through this process of of, of getting ready. And then being available for, because we st- still have parts as spiritual companions. We do have parts in in within the retreat at, once we get there. Okay. And also, our our major part would be with with the retreatants. Wow, yeah. uh, that's beautiful. Um, I know it's been a while since I've lived a retreat, but but. Uh, I can say actually in my college days, I think that was the last time I had lived retreats, and I think so many people. Um, enjoy you know in, in staffing retreats you enjoy being able to help others you enjoy that you know being able to serve others and and I can certainly say you know staffing it there, there's a big difference when you live it and when you staff it mm-hmm. and in some ways mm-hmm. you know for me personally I felt like I was able to grow you know more and maybe it wasn't necessarily more maybe just in different ways as staffing retreats but I think there needs to be a balance between giving of yourself. If you're going to be giving and you're going to be serving, um, I think we can forget that sometimes, you know, we need to be nourished too. We need to feed ourselves because mm-hmm. you can't give if you're if you're empty. And so you have to take that care to to continue to grow spiritually because even if you've lived a retreat, even if you've, you know, if you're a cradle Catholic and no matter how, how much you've been involved, um, you still, it's important for all of us, wherever we're at to continue to grow in our faith, to continue to nourish that and, mm-hmm. and to place that, that relationship with Christ first, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to, to, again, you know, to serve others and to feed into them. So I think that's beautiful that, um, that's something that I hadn't heard about prior to, uh, I really, my mom was the one who had shared with me with her work with you, and and since she's serving as a spiritual companion uh, with this retreat, she shared that with me. But I didn't, I didn't realize that was a, a role. Right. In- so, so I, 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 uh, I needed a spiritual companion for this retreat. So mm-hmm. I, I asked her to help, and 
And I said, I will, I will guide you. I will guide you through through the whole process of what you need to be doing every week and uh, with the group. Um, and and she she said, this is it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad she she's she's enjoying it and and uh, and doing it the the way it's supposed to be do, done. That's yeah. great. So then for, for other retreats, let's say, you know, another parish is going to host an axe retreat. Mm-hmm. As a spiritual companion, would you go in and as you've done with this retreat, you would train uh, the spiritual companion from that's assigned for that retreat? Or would you actually, are you actually supposed to serve as the spiritual companion since at this point, since you're the only one trained here? What what does that role look like? It all depends how they want it. How they want to handle that? Okay. Yeah, it depends. It uh, it depends on, on what they want to do. I'm okay. available if they want to to tap into what I you know for for my help. I'm I'm, I'm available for that. Uh, so I can go and, and and guide them through through some of these exercises and things that they need to do in formation. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, great. That's so that can help. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. A great resource, you know, that people have locally. Um, I know there is so much to acts and so many different um, levels, I guess, of, of leadership. Um, and I know that there is an organized structure to it as, as there is with, with all retreats, you know, really mm-hmm. to, um, to help them be as fruitful as possible and to help them, uh, you know, to really um, achieve what the actual mission is. Um, so with right. acts, you, you know, people come, they live their retreat, um, beyond that, what is the mission of acts? The mission of acts is really just a little stepping stone to get everybody to, to come in, live the acts retreat, and then be able to, to integrate into the, the community of the church and get them to, to like acts, you know, adoration and community theology and service. That's what acts is all about. Mm-hmm. And if they can, and, and they can come into the parish and serve in any of those capacities, I mean, we welcome that. And that was the whole idea, you know, go live this, go understand it, and then come back and integrate yourselves within, within the church. And, and we've been blessed that that's where we've we've gotten uh, lectors, we've gotten mm. uh, some of our Eucharistic ministers, some of our choir individuals. I mean, if you tell them to stand up, I mean, they're like, they're there, <laughs> they're there, and and so it, it's pulled them again out of the pew and into service within the within the church, uh, and in even. Uh, Put us, put some of us into adoration. Mm-hmm. We have nocturnal adoration that we hold on uh, the second Saturday of every month, and some of us are 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 drawn into that yes. uh, to to go spend Saturday night, <laughs> nine o'clock to eleven o'clock, uh, wow. adoring our Lord. And so that's what we do. Uh, so it, it, it's in different aspects. So adoration is one of them. Like, like I said, um, community theology and mm-hmm. service. So. That that's what that was the whole purpose of of of, uh, of acts. Yes, using it and then propelling everybody to move forward into other uh, areas mm. of service. Yeah, that's beautifully mm. stated. A stepping stone. You know, I like yeah. that 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 it's it's a stepping stone to continue to do more 
to serve more, to be involved. Um, and what are some ways, because I know you volunteer your your time in different ways at St. John Newman. So what are some of the ways that, that you've helped in the past and that you currently help there at the parish? I am the lecture coordinator for St. John Newman. So I help uh, coordinate lectures for the, all of the masses. So I've got individuals that help me uh, with the schedules and and get make sure that all the masses have lectures in place uh, for all of the masses, okay. and especially uh, our special masses that come up in Advent and and of course Lent. Uh, so we we I oversee a lot of all of that. Um, so that puts me in, into the liturgy meetings and, and so I, where I serve as, as their secretary. Mm. So all the ministries get together and, 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 and to, we all go into this liturgy meeting. So that's, that's you know, taking care of all the ministries within the church. I also serve as a, their Eucharistic minister. Mm. Uh, love that. I yeah. love, love, love that. And uh, during pandemic, my son was involved in media, and and of course it was a smaller room, and it's like, oh no, nobody's sitting in there with him. <laughs> I, I volunteered myself to go sit with him and 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 do the projector while he did the recording because we were, of course, uh, uh, streaming uh, yes. the, the mass, live streaming the mass. Yeah, yes. we were streaming the mass. So he he was on cameras, and I was on projector, and. and <laughs> <laughs> so, because of the safety, uh, the times and uh, the times that we were going through, and mm-hmm. and trying to be careful, and and although we sat there and we wore our masks, and everything, but I wanted both him and me to be safe. Yes. So I, I, that's how I got involved in media, wow. just by accident. <laughs> okay, not that I wanted to put another hat on, but I, you know, stumbled into things, and okay, I'll. I'll, I'll be there. I'll help. And yes. when Father called and um, we need people to help with counting at church, I said, oh, I just retired. I, I'll, I'll count. Come <laughs> 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 wow. to take me out of the house and, and go do. So it's just, I don't know, things come up and it's like, I can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. It's beautiful that you have the time and that, you know, you c- continue to stay active, like you said, and you're helping um, the parish out and um, and going back to the live streaming of mass, you know, something that most of our parishes, most if not all of our parishes during the, did during the pandemic. Um, I think many people were introduced to new roles and um, learned, you know, new skills during that time. I mean, everybody kind of got comfortable with things being online, with, you know, meetings online and and got more comfortable with computers. Um, And I know uh, we've talked about this a little bit, you and I, prior to this uh, recording, but I know the pandemic was a particularly um, difficult time for you. It was a difficult time for everyone, but it hit you personally and you dealt with with some loss, with a lot of loss. A lot of loss, yes. During lot. that time. Yeah. What um what if you don't mind sharing, you know, a little bit of your experience and kind of how you made it through? A lot of faith. The maturity in my faith, I think it's what got me through. Mm. Um a lot of the a, a lot of what we went through is is, is a family and, and with the loss that we had um it started of course in 2020 we had to shelter in place and, yes and um I was working in a medical um, facility and and so we had to continue to work 
uh, and and doing it in a different way where we would show up in mask and like I was sharing earlier, uh, driving to work and nobody on the road, looking out mm-hmm. the window, nobody outside. It was just a very lonely and, and scary time. Yes. Um, and how we were accepting our patients and processing our patients had to change too. Mm-hmm. So technology had to be upped. And uh, so more things were incorporated where it would keep us safe and keep them safe. And and I thank God that we kept up with a lot of our technology at that to, up until that point. That right. when those changes were coming, we were able to in- increase our technology and be able to to do a lot of things through through phones, mm-hmm. uh, where we would send. Um, Everything was in place, and it was just making a little switch and sending everything that I had set up on kiosks onto phones now, and people would continue. They were familiar with our kiosks, so they were familiar with what was coming into their phones as far as all of their uh, progress note questions Mm -hmm. and and check-ins and so forth. And so they were doing those things on their phone, and then the computer would alert us, they're here, and they've completed their information. So we'd go out to the door and and go get them and bring them in and screen them before we would bring them in and try to keep everybody safe all the way around from the staff to, to the patient. So... Um, yeah, so that was different. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I tried to be very careful and people tried to be very careful with each other. And we ate at our desks or, or we ate in our cars. Uh, and we would go bring food, <laughs> uh, warm up food, but Try to keep distance. Just keep keep your distance. So yes, we kept no longer distance. as a group. <laughs> no longer as a group. We couldn't lunch together in the lunchroom together as a group, and mm-hmm. you know catch up on things. And we 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 just uh, isolate on your own, and you eat at your location, or you go eat in your car. <laughs> and as uh, we got through a lot of that, um, but as far as our family loss, that's when I I lost a sister uh, very close to me, and. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to to get together and and go see my mom. We had just m- moved her from Brownsville into San Antonio in February of 2020. And I love the way the Lord moves all the little pieces around. And we don't know why, but things are moving and happening. And, and yes. here we make this move from the valley, from Brownsville to San Antonio, and place her in my other sister's home. And so she says, I'm getting all these supplies and I need to go drop them off. And I said, come over um, and we'll put them in my car and we'll both drive off to San Antonio like we always would do. But this was a different time. And I didn't feel well that, you know, this thing kept bugging me during the week. Like, maybe I shouldn't go, I shouldn't go. And then she calls me and she says, I'm sick. I said, well, just go get tested. And uh, she says, I will, and I'll put a beat it, and I'll see you in 10 days, okay? <laughs> I'll bring all my stuff, and, and we'll go on, and we'll see mom. And she passes in 10 days. Oh, we didn't gosh. make it. She didn't make it. So uh, that was hard. And so we waited a little bit, and, you know, getting through the shock of that, uh, the way I would see it is like, it's like a car accident where, um. You see the person, and then all of a sudden it, they're gone. Uh, and you had up. just talked to her. Yeah, I had just spoken to her, yeah. and then we kept in touch through texts and calls. And 
when she was on the yeah, on the mask and heavy mask, we would text mm-hmm. and and kind of keep up that way. And yes. yeah, until she was intubated, and then she, of course, she couldn't talk anymore. And and so she passed. And so we started her novena, and, and so we prayed every night for her, mm-hmm. and we kept kept her in prayer. And and then um, after she passed, my older brother. Uh, was diagnosed with COVID, mm. and all this was in the valley where we had moved my mom from. Oh wow! And so, but they they lived it there in the area. Both of them lived there. Both of them lived in the area. Oh. And the valley was the hardest, one of the hardest hit areas. And so he got sick, and so oh no, um, and and going through through this process again with him, and. Mm. And while we're still praying our novena, and mm-hmm. and and the day that we finished our novena is the day that we got the phone call that he had passed. Oh. So it was like twelve days apart. Uh, I lost two. Wow, I'm so yeah. sorry. That's yeah, that was hard. I'm sure <laughs> that was hard, and and so we were glad when the vaccines came. Um, so that year at the very tail end of the year, we, the vaccinations came out. And yes. so personnel, you know, the, the, that needed to be vaccinated, um, uh, first we were, we were all vaccinated because we were in the medical healthcare. community. So mm-hmm. we, we were blessed that we were, we were getting, uh, vaccinated, uh, quickly. And mm-hmm. so that kind of la- gave us a layer of protection, but then we had one sister that's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And we couldn't talk her into getting a vaccine. Yeah. And I know. I know there's a lot of controversy it. surrounding that still to this day. Yes. So and, she wouldn't. And she wouldn't. And and we all did. We we're, were all baby boomers and, you know, older people. And no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And and she would continue to to substitute to school substitution, and so she was a retired principal. And I said, "You be very careful because uh, you're going to get exposed." Yes. No, 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 no. I, I deal with the teachers, and I go, "You're still going to get exposed." And she did. She got exposed, and mm-hmm. so she passed um, last year. Um, oh wow! And and she, they, I don't know why they last they last two weeks. Once once they get sick, they last two weeks, and she did, and she passed too. So I lost three, three uh, siblings to COVID. Wow, that that's you know it's such a surreal thing. I feel like to look back on to think of of when it all first hit, mm-hmm. when we shut down, you know how we were all affected during that time, um, and obviously it's still affecting people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the effects of it, you know, that impact having lost three siblings, you know, that that impact continues. Um, and I think, you know, I think we learned a lot during that time and mm-hmm. uh, the importance of community and you know, having to isolate. I don't think anybody enjoyed that. Um, and and we grew a lot. Um, it's sad that there was so much division. You know, during that time, after uniting mm-hmm. so strongly, I, I know that kind of constantly nagged at me was just seeing how our country just became so divided mm-hmm. and still the topic, you know, will divide people and the vaccinations and where people stand. Um, but you can't deny, you know, that everybody was impacted by this, that there was a lot of loss, you know, and that it was a very difficult time for many people. Um, and just going from, 
you know, like your experience, you're, you're talking to somebody, everything seems to be okay, you know, or, or they feel like they have the strength, they're going to beat this. And within a few days, they're gone. They're gone. I mean, that's, it's just, I can only imagine, you know, having to deal with that, you know, just. It, it, it was very difficult. And I guess the hardest part was like, you're so used to, oh, somebody's sick, let's go visit them at the hospital. Mm -hmm. That was not the case. Nobody was allowed in the hospital at, during those, that right. time. No one. And also the funerals. That's uh, right. There was uh, also, uh, don't come. You know, we'll, we'll do what we can, but don't don't come mm -hmm. when the area is just like booming with with cases and right. and it's like no, stay stay in your location, stay in your place, don't mm -hmm. come. And so all this was so different and so hard to deal with because that was not the natural you know process of things that we normally do, right? And it was out of the ordinary how to deal with all these things. So mm -hmm. if there's a lot of you know. I guess residual uh, problems is because of what we went through, mm -hmm. of all the things that we went through. Yes, that leaves a little lasting impression on people. Yes, yes. Well, during that time, I know for La Fe, um, for La Fe magazine, I had interviewed two people. Um, with issues that published during the pandemic. And um, one of them, she worked at a, a retirement home. And she shared, you know, her experience of how nobody was allowed to come visit mm -hmm. the residents for their own. I mean, obviously, that was a population that was very susceptible to this. And um, she said it was very sad because for those who had dementia, who had Alzheimer's, um, they just felt, you know, like their family, their loved ones had completely forgotten about them, completely abandoned them. Um, and for for others too, you know, who who couldn't understand what was going on, and and couldn't connect with family. Um, so that experience was just, I mean, all of it was just so heartbreaking. And then I know I had um, also interviewed a, a young man who had just graduated from nursing school right before the pandemic hit. So he just entered, you know, the nursing field um, and just started working at one of the local hospitals. I think it was Loretta Medical Center. And he just said, you know, the amount of death that he saw, mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it weighed so heavily on him. And, and it was very difficult to see that. And I can't imagine just, you know, you're starting out in your medical career and you're thrown into a pandemic and you're thrown into these long hours. Um, and, you're seeing all of this, you know, people suffering, people, you know, the loss of it mm -hmm. around you constantly. Um, it was such a difficult time. So I know, again, you know, so many impacted by that. Um, and obviously very grateful that we are no longer experiencing it on that level, uh, that we've come through that. Um, but definitely a lot that I think, you know, a lot of opportunities to learn and to grow through that, um, right. to appreciate life more and to appreciate family more. Right. 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 You, you become closer, you become tighter, you become like, what is, we're doing this, we're doing, what are you guys doing? You know, <laughs> how do you handle this? It's like, yes. well, you know, the, of course, I know with my daughter uh, and, and, and uh, she had to, she had to work from home now. 
Mm. And so immediately they, they took him home and it's like, okay, we're working from home now. And so, um, but a lot of places were doing that. If you worked at, went, went out to a building and worked behind a computer, working in front of the computer in her home. Yes. So that was like, okay. But if you work hands-on, grocery stores and hospitals and medical facilities, you couldn't. Some of it right. was on, you could do it on, online, like virtual visits. Yes. Um, but if you needed to see the patient, that, that was different. And, and, and not all specialties stayed open during the pandemic. Some of them were uh, considered not essential. Mm -hmm. So they, they were shut down. Uh, a lot of procedures were put on hold right. uh, because they were not emergencies. And so people were sick. And, and we saw that, you know, during the pandemic, that's yes. how some of these people were, were getting sicker and dying uh, because they had no room for them because mm. of, the, of the pandemic. And um, yeah, very different. Yes. Very different. Very sad time. I don't think anyone will forget anytime no, soon. No. Mm. Well, moving away um, to, to a more uplifting topic. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about the importance of family and, um, and you know, just uh, valuing them more. And you mentioned your daughter. So you have a daughter and a son, correct? I do. Yes. I do. And they're both um, grown Grown children. They're grown children. <laughs> yes, they're grown children. And my daughter just got married last year, and mm. and this she had a baby this year, and so mm. she's our our little pride and joy. And Aww. so we we Facetime every day, and and oh, look what she's doing now. She's <laughs> she's babbling. She's rolling. She's you know whatever the baby's doing. And, yes. and So that's such a blessing to to see that and. Uh, to to grow with them, even if we're not there physically, we we're you know that's the beauty of the technology. Yes, that we can we can see that until we we can get together and 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 see see her in person. Face to face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't live here in Laredo. She doesn't. She lives in Austin. In Austin, yeah, they both live in Austin. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, okay. Your son's there too. No, 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 no. My 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 son-in-law and her. My, oh, no, okay. My son, my son lives here. Your son lives here. Okay. Yeah, my son lives here. He sees it's our pride and joy too, and uh, he's getting ready to to graduate uh, from the culinary school. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. This this next week. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm at retreat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's a difficult Tiny. one. Uh, yeah, so she's, she says, I'll come and I'll videotape. I'll uh. videotape for you. Uh, <laughs> and again, the support of the family and understanding my role that I have to um, play in, 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 in what I'm doing yes. uh, for this retreat. And it's like, this is your this is your your responsibility, and that's where you need to be. And and I get that from both of them, and I'm so blessed to to hear that from them. And mm -hmm. and my son understanding that because he's also lived his acts retreat, and it's like now you are the director, and you are needed there, so you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's telling <Wally>. you, <laughs> no question Wally. about it. <laughs> yeah, like no, I got to be there. It's like no, oh. no. This is what uh, this is what you're doing, and this is very important. So you have to stay there, and mm. uh, don't you worry about me. Uh, I know you're there in, in spirit, mother. And oh. it's like, 
Wow. That's such a such a blessing to 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 have them grow yes. like that, especially him that that's grown a lot. And and so we do a lot of you know family prayers at night, and mm-hmm. we gather and and pray our rosary and bring everybody into prayer. Oh. And so learning a lot of those those things and 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 putting them. It's beautiful to see them put them into practice. Yes. Yeah. No, that is. Is that something that growing up, you know, with your kids that you all would make time to pray together as a family? More so now as as, as adults. Um back then it was it was going through the mandatory about the sacraments. And yes. it's like yeah, Catholic mothers. It's like um, got to get them to the catechism, got to get them to communion, got to get them there, got to get them to mass, and you know, continue to teach. Uh, <clears throat> at, you know, church. I remember when he was young, we sit in the back view, and it's like, and there's a tabernacle over there, and there's <laughs> and people turn around and look at us, and I said. Sorry, I'm teaching. <laughs> Reinforcing, you know, concepts that they they were learning and, yes. and just bringing them into church and and teaching them where all these things were, whatever they were they were learning. I would reinforce it at home, and then uh, of course bring them in and give them a visual mm-hmm. at, and at church. And so, good to continue to you know bring them and just continue to bring them. And and, and when he started to drive. Um, and I would head to meetings out of town, and where is he? Well, he would be at church. Oh. I said he learned to drive. So where, where did he? Where would he go? First thing he would do, he would go to church. Really? Uh huh. And I go, that's that's such a blessing. That I mean, he could be at parties, he could be new, but he was driving himself. He'd be at church. Oh. <laughs> Oh. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. You did something right. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> not something, not only something, but <laughs> clearly you, you raised him well and exposing yeah. him, you know, and nourishing that faith that 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 was instilled in him and, you know, building upon the catechism classes and what he learned there. Right. Um, I'm kind of at that point, my husband and I, because our, our kids are younger. And so, and we do you know, what you said, the whole whispering at mass and <laughs> um, during the consecration, it's like, okay, this is the most important part of Holy Mass, you know, to try to get them to pay attention. It doesn't uh-huh. work so well with a three-year-old, <laughs> doesn't really get it. Mm-hmm. But um, he's quiet, but he likes to, he's, you know, playing in his own world and sitting, you know, on the the kneeler and, and just kind of doing his own thing. And our yeah. seven-year-old, we're trying with her because she tends to get distracted. It's like, okay, you're going to be preparing for your first Holy Communion. You know, you have to start focusing a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is a, it is a process. <laughs> yes. It is a process. Yeah, we're taking them from, you know, holding them as babies and being in the models and, and you know, sit, having them sit there and trying to – Get him not to cry. <laughs> walking out, walking back in. And, yes, and and, and and yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Falling on the floor because <laughs> okay, let's get up. Yes, <laughs> let's get up and sit on the pew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my my our my son. He he acts like a, a little angel when he's with my parents. <laughs> and so so he has everyone fooled at the, they usually go to noon mass at mm-hmm. St. John Newman, um, particularly on Fridays. So they'll go and they take him because they're watching him at that time. 
And he's just perfect little angel, very well behaved, sits still, walks up, you know, to communion with his hands folded. <laughs> and so, and Father Pedrosa will even tell them like, oh, you know, he admires him so much in the way he's acting and everything. And and then after mass, he'll help my dad, um, up, you know, with the altar and just putting things away, mm-hmm. you know, and he takes pride in it. He really, he does. really does. Yes. I've <laughs> seen, seen him. him. Yes. <laughs> Following your dad when he's going to put up all the offerings in the sacristy he's just following me (laughs) he's so cute thank you well he he does that with them but when he's with us i mean it's different with mom and dad and with sisters around so he's not quite as much of an angel (laughs) so so when he does you know when he does stand there you know with his little prayer hands i'm like okay you know, it makes up for the talking and moving or fighting with his sister because she got in his spot. Or <laughs> <laughs> but at least, you know, <laughs> it, it takes a lot. Like you said, you know, it's a process, right? It yeah, takes a, a lot of constant and formation. And the difference is he goes by himself on, on Fridays. Yes. And he's not, he has to deal, deal with the sisters. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's expected to be more mature. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it's important too to you know since a young age um all of that is is important mm-hmm. you know for kids i know um we used to live in houston and we used to be at a parish where there was a uh, child care offered during the masses mm-hmm. and so so people would you know leave their kids and that was something that my husband and i decided early on we're not going to do that you know they need to be exposed to it now i mean if they get loud we would step out mm-hmm. you know but um didn't want to be distracting but at the same time it's like we're teaching them from an early age that this is a quiet place you know how they're expected to behave you know and then starting like you said you know during the mass to teach them about different parts of the mass Mm -hmm. to point out different things you know you see the crucifix and oh there's jesus Mm -hmm. you know and they learn that and so you're planting those seeds early early on that it's not foreign when they're you know, four years old and able to to sit more still or, or older, you know, that they're able to sit still and quiet, then it's well, where am I and what am I doing? You know, they've already got that um, understanding, a little bit of understanding um, and familiarity with with church. So right. this is where we come and we have to be quiet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 we're we're good because we we do have a little area in our in our in our uh, church and that we do have a little area for 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 young kids and yes to so, accommodate yeah to accommodate yeah. that and so yeah they're still there and they're still participating but they're separate from the whole group uh, yes. uh in case they're you know they're infants that they're crying or whatever so yes yeah, and, and that's nice that's nice when you you can still you know um the cry rooms that you're still mm-hmm. able to see the altar you're you know seeing what's going on in mass you're actively participating in that but yeah. you're able to make a bit more noise cuz you're set apart <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you said apart. <laughs> we can't even hear yeah. on this side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, so your your granddaughter, um, uh-huh. how old is she? She's three months old. She's three months old. Three months old. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um having a background in in, in teaching, I I uh, <laughs> I go up there and it's like, 
okay, we're going to do our visuals and our little squiggly lines. And so I said, okay, we're doing homework. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing your wake hour. three months. (laughs) (laughs) She was two months. And and I said, we're doing homework now. And so she's looking. It's okay, where are these little squiggly lines? (laughs) We can go through them and show her that. And uh, read books. We we would sit there and then just read. Oh. I would read books to her. And then, all right, now we're moving on to, to, to music time and, oh. and putting on music and moving her little hands and her little legs, exercising. And in <laughs> <laughs> the course of the hour, we go through different stations. And so it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun mm. to, to help her in development and, and grow and, and, and stimulate her and yeah, so, yes. so just uh-huh. not, she, she has a productive wake hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. And I'm sure your daughter appreciates when you're able to go up and, and visit and oh, help out yes. them. <laughs> oh, yeah. She says, I like that. You talk a lot to her. And I said, well, she needs to learn language. So language mm-hmm. acquisition and um, listening to different sounds and the vowels and the consonants and 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 imitating them for her. Yes. And so having her mimic back. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's just a language acquisition <laughs> comes in handy. <laughs> just dust that one out. <laughs> okay. That's nice to have that background, be able to <laughs> to incorporate it. Yeah. Um and uh oh, I lost my train of thought. I was gonna say something about your granddaughter. Well, I lost my train of thought with that, but I guess you'll be seeing her soon. She'll be here next week. She'll be here next week. So when you get out um, of the retreat, yes, they're coming to to for the graduation, of course. And and uh, she she my daughter uh, says I'll videotape. Um, so you won't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Thank you. That's a great sister right there. <laughs> yes, it's a great sister. And I tell you, that's awesome that they, they, they pull together and, mm. and they make things work. And, and in a very positive way, which is That's a good. blessing. I, I mean, I'm very blessed, very blessed. And, and sometimes we forget. We forget how, how much. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. And we, so we talked about um, as children, as younger children with your kids, um, how you were preparing them for their sacraments, how you were, you know, taking those opportunities at Mass. Were you raised Catholic? Were you a cradle Catholic? I was raised Catholic. I, um, my dad was a little more, uh, came with Judaism customs because of our culture, I guess our ancestry. Okay. Um, our ancestors were some of those that were expelled from Spain. And so traveling into Mexico and through and of course, into the area where we live down in the valley. Mm. And so I was, now it makes a lot of sense, some of the things that we would do and some of the things he would say. Um, but it was like the residual of the Judaism. Wow. Uh, that, that, uh, that would, uh, that was happening in no idea until my sister kind of uh, pointed it out to us because uh, she ended up doing the whole study and, and tracing it all back to the ancestry and and ended up converting to Judaism um, and explaining a lot of those things. This is like, did you remember this, this, and this that we would do at home? And this is, that's all uh, part of the Judaism, uh, wow. um, the religion. And so, 
But where we lived, we had a Catholic church, a small Catholic church about a mile from our home. And so we were raised Catholic. And and that's that's how we were raised as children. And uh, we would go take our communion classes with, with the nuns. And, and that's that's who would come down and, and teach mm-hmm. us. So, yeah, I was raised uh, Catholic. And we had no other, uh, other uh, like I said, other church other than the little catholic church that we had um so wow and you were one of 11 right yes one of 11 big family yes yes so <laughs> so that gave us a lot of uh, babysitting opportunities <laughs> so we grew with uh to have our own families our own children we we came with experience <laughs> of holding babies and feeding babies and rocking babies so. some good preparation <laughs> yes. yes yeah so that 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 helped uh which is what i find that is different with my daughter this is I had no knowledge, no knowledge how <laughs> to hold a baby, um, diaper a baby, and, um, and to me it was like very natural. Um, but again, there were so many of us, and so we were assigned children. <laughs> <laughs> the older ones were assigned the younger ones, and uh, to care for them, uh, to 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 take literally take care of them. Yeah. We were like. Building babysitters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's beautiful just being able to experience that as a family, you know, and, and the idea that, you know, that family, that you help each other, you know, you, you learn that at a very young age, being able to, you know, okay, this is this is what it's about, you know, us coming together, us all pitching in and lending a hand, you know, where you can. Mm-hmm. So where did you fall in the, among the 11? I was the middle child. Really? Mm-hmm. I was a middle child, so when we lost the oldest one and the young mm-hmm. one of the youngest ones, so we 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 were nine, and I was always still in the middle. I was not a five, <laughs> four <laughs> older, four younger, so I was always falling in the middle. Oh, wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think that's beautiful to be part of such a big family. It's not something you see very much anymore, and and I'm sure there were. Um, challenges with that <laughs> but also we, beautiful we, opportunity we, yeah and we would make our own baseball team and we, we didn't need anybody we had our we had enough <laughs> yeah that's one of the yeah we had enough to, to to play <laughs> so <laughs> there's enough of us to play so and then we would play school so uh-huh. we loved to play school, and and um, I was a teacher <laughs> <laughs> teaching the younger <laughs> sitting them on. I remember just they, they would sit in little rows and go to the garage, and, <laughs> and I would I would instruct them, and that's what helped my my younger sister a lot. I would I I mean I, I don't know it was a lot of uh, teaching her. A lot of concepts from school, and and so that helped her a lot. She finished wow. very early. <laughs> <laughs> All thanks to you. <laughs> she graduated very early. <laughs> wow. Yes, yeah, so she she was ahead of the. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I'm sure that that did help her. Being... Yeah, to 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 go to school knowing a lot of those concepts, knowing yes. how to read and things that we thought we were just having. Fun as children, not understanding. Oh, we're we're teaching Actually concepts. Teaching her, uh huh. Teaching concepts and teaching her words and reading and 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 she's preparing her for school, pretty much. And wow. but 
we were practicing our skills. <laughs> <laughs> and then how appropriate that you became a teacher. I did. I did become a teacher and I taught for 10 years uh, all over, actually. And, really? And, yeah, I started out in San Antonio and in Dallas, uh, El Paso. And, oh, my goodness. And so there was all, my whole 10 years there in all first grade. <laughs> all first grade. All first grade. Oh, and that's such a, a beautiful, yeah, it was a beautiful experience. I was in um, bilingual education. And so I, I got in, uh, my BA and then I went and got a master's in education uh, with that core in bilingual education mm. and learning a lot of linguistics and a lot of uh, language acquisitions and, and helping these children um, bringing them in and teaching them concepts in Spanish and, in, you know, ESL and, you know, back, for, back and forth and, and teaching them all of those things and, and making it a goal that by second grade they would transition into the English language. Oh, wow. But they would, they would uh, learn reading and writing in Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. And then making that transition, so they can. Of course, we're in the states, so we have to finish and, and know how to how to function in English. Yes. And oh, wow. So that was that was beautiful to do that, and and we did that in in San Antonio, and then learned a lot more of the program in in in, in Dallas. So by the time I got to El Paso, I was kind of leading it uh, mm-hmm. from from what I had learned. Uh, so helping them develop that. Uh, oh wow! In in their school system, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And and so, how did you then end up in Laredo? We moved. <laughs> <laughs> so this was already you were already married. Yes, with yes. All so these we moves. Okay. So we we ended up moving here and then thinking, okay, uh, we're coming back. Um, I I, I love San Antonio, and I thought we were moving San Antonio. We ended up here, and, <laughs> and then it was okay. And and now I find it where it's very comfortable. It's very comfortable because I'm older. I'm older and, and it's like, um, I like the, the, you know, not not a lot of traffic. I can yes. get around. <laughs> I can get around a lot easier from point A to point B and uh, without a lot of traffic. And uh, I just big go pleasure. to the church, go to the grocery store and <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, you know, get out and I do, of course, uh, get out to Austin, Houston, San Antonio and, you know, driving. Uh, most of the places if I need to drive, I'll get to those locations driving. But yeah, any place else, of course, we fly out. Yes. Uh, but uh, that's <laughs> that's uh, that that was it. That's, that was my background in in teaching. I got here and I said no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I would go is like, okay, you get the troubled kids, <laughs> help them out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that must have been very challenging. I'm sure very re- rewarding too. Very rewarding, very rewarding because I was teaching skills. I remember in Dallas, I taught this young man, and um, that's when we used maps. It was mm-hmm. back then, in the 80s. We were using road maps, and and in, in <laughs> one of our social studies classes, you know, taking out the maps and and just you know teaching those skills and yes. and and having some of those parents and, and come in and 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 tell me that they were so grateful because. Their kid became the navigator. Oh, <laughs> it's like he, he, you taught him how to read maps, and now he—he's the one that navigates us through the city. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Of course, in Dallas, it's like okay, he—he he actually helps us w- and read the map, and he's teaching us how to how to read the maps. But these are people that are coming, the immigrants coming out of the country that mm-hmm. that relocate, and and so you know they're. 
they're limited in, in, in some of their skills. And so here, these children actually uh, become their ears and their eyes and everything. And wow. But they're, of course, they can't drive. They're so tiny. And <laughs> <laughs> but if they can learn concepts, um, they, they do. And, and so they pass it on to their parents. Wow. So, I mean, it's just very rewarding to, to, to hear those things and that uh, what you're doing is making a difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, kids are such sponges. Yeah. And, and so I'm sure, I mean, you, you said within basically a year, you'd go from, okay, both languages to really then transitioning them to English, right? Reading. I mean, uh, in first grade, you teach a lot of reading. Um, and, and so teaching them from coming in, uh, how to how to form words and sentences mm-hmm. to to reading and writing paragraphs and mm-hmm. taking them into writing stories. Uh, so we would give them little starters, story starters, and those kids that were at really advanced, it's like they go to town on it. It's like, hmm. And they go and, and they write a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just so rewarding to see them coming in. It's like, hmm not knowing um, anything and leaving, knowing two lang- how to read and write in two languages and, and even uh, write stories and, and how to develop them. And, yeah. and so that, that is very beautiful and rewarding. Yeah. It is. So th- that came in handy with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really yes. And my own. <laughs> yeah. 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 Applying it personally. <laughs> right. Right. So like, okay, we're going to, you know, and their tutor and their, their teacher. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Corina, I, I feel like we have, have covered a lot. We've talked about all sorts of different, different topics and uh, your background and experiences and within the, the church, but. Is there anything else that you would like to share that we that we didn't cover? I'd like to invite everybody to the retreat. Uh, <laughs> it's such a rewarding, rewarding experience. And it says, if you say anybody that lives a retreat, it, it's giving God permission to come into their lives uh, pretty much because you, you show up and, and you just let go of everything else mm-hmm. that you live out there and, and you just let God come into your lives and and. And, and make that change in you and, 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 and work in you. And so that, that's a beautiful experience. And, and you know, some, sometimes it might be a little scary for people um, because they feel that I'm not ready. But going to what we did through the pandemic, um, nobody's ready. Well, nobody was ever ready. Uh, so we always mm-hmm. have to, to to stay ready. And so, like I, I always, I told you one time, I said I, I, I try to keep up with my sacraments, and especially sacrament of reconciliation, because we never know. Um, since I, I do a lot of service at the church, I always have to be ready. And so, being ready for 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 church, being ready for God, all the time. That's right. Yes. And the Axe Retreat, it's going to begin on May 11th through May okay. 14th. So it'll be a beautiful Mother's Day gift mm. for, for anyone that's a, that's a mother. Or if not, you're not a mother, you're a sister, uh, uh, you know, uh, a daughter. Yes. Come on out. Any 21 years, uh, twenty one from 21 years on up. Very yes. nice. And when it ends on Sunday, the Axe Retreats always end with a, a closing mass, right? We do. Yeah. That'll be at St. John Newman? That'll be at St. John Newman. We'll, okay. we'll come back and, and uh, we'll have our, our, our mass uh, at noon. And it's integrating everybody back into the 
into, into the, the church, community. introducing everybody to, to St. John Newman's Church. Well, hopefully um, we'll be praying that you all do have a good turnout and that God brings all the right people to to the retreat um, that weekend. And and I know, you know, again, having lived retreats myself, I, I think it is just so beautiful to, um, you said, you know, let go and let just go. spend that time with God. Yes. And, and that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Letting go and letting go of everything that, that you live outside and, and being at peace. I, we learn a lot of things that when we get there, it's like being at peace um, and, and with yourself and, 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 and letting God do what he needs to do. Uh, the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and help you. Yes. And and that's where a lot of things happen. Beautiful things happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's such a, a change of pace from what most of us are used to is, you know, where um we have such a fast-paced life and we're always going 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 and you know, it's a run to work and if you have kids, you know, run around with the kids and um wherever people are at in life, you know, usually we we fill our days and it's very hard to to step away from that busyness, you know, and to, to find silence. And so I think for this, the beautiful thing about retreats is, you know, it's not just a moment of silence, you know, it's not just, just a set of a part-time, a short set of part-time, but it's a whole weekend mm-hmm. where you just kind of leave the cares of the world and completely just focus your attention on your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And like you said, allowing the Holy Spirit to work. Yes. So. And that's what it's about because we do busy ourselves and forget, forget him. And uh, so this is a time that we we just focus on 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 him. Uh, and and uh, yeah, our things are going to be there when we come back. Uh, it's okay, but we yes. come back with a different uh, a different perspective. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah, very true. And so, if somebody's interested, wants to um, attend, they can call the parish office, or what's they the best can, way to register? Uh, uh, they can contact me too. Nine five six seven six three one four seven two is my number. They can call me, okay. and uh, we'll we'll help them get an application. Uh, they're they're posted on our website in Saint John Newman, so they can access one through there, or go drop it off at the office. And I know there's a registration fee. So with that. Um, if somebody, you know, is struggling financially, is there help for that? There is. Yes. The fee is $150. Uh, but if somebody needs financial assistance, we can help with that too. We, you know, we will, we're there to help and, and make this possible for everybody. That's beautiful. And really, 150 sounds like a lot, but it covers all the meals. And sometimes we go out, you know, to... Uh, celebrate somebody's birthday over the weekend or something, you know, and you can spend almost that much, you know, on a, a couple different things that you do during the weekend, just, you know, fun recreational stuff. You spend that much. So this is all the more worth it, spending that time with God. Right. Um, but then I love that, that you all are able to offer some assistance, you know, yes. to make this possible for anyone who wants to take advantage of this opportunity um, and this stepping stone as yes. you said before, to get more involved in, in, in their parish and in the community at their parish. Correct. Correct. Well, thank you so much, Gorina. It's been a joy to visit with you and, and to have you on here. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Who's in the Pew. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. And we want to thank all of our sponsors, all of our supporters as well, 
We um, This would not be possible without you. We encourage you also to look for the latest copy of La Femme magazine. You can subscribe online if you don't currently receive that at your home and subscription is free. Thank you.